Today's shiur will discuss some of the individual brachot of Birchot HaShachar. Last week we mentioned the brachot, the three brachot of self-identity, and we discussed a little bit the bracha that women make, She'asani Kirtzano. Interestingly enough, the source of this bracha is not clear in the Gemara, nor in Rishonim. In the tour, it says that it's a custom apparently developed by women. It doesn't seem, in fact, that there was a source in rabbinic literature, but he says, Nashim. In Siman Memvav, the tour writes, Nashim, It became a women's custom to make this bracha. He gives a rather negative interpretation to the bracha, and he said, It's a person making this bracha is like a person who accepts bad news with the same equanimity as accepting good news. Of course, we know this idea. When a person, Rahman al-Itzlan, hears a very bad piece of news, he makes a bracha. Dayana emet, and a person should make that bracha with with peace, serenity, equanimity. Although he just heard tragic news, somehow the tour explains this bracha as accepting bad news. Of course, this interpretation has not been quoted much over the years. In modern world, many many people have tried to find other explanations for this bracha. Some people have even questioned whether the bracha should be made at all. After all, it's a bracha that was not written in the Gemara. It's not even made up in Rishonim or Gaonim. And we have no tradition that this existed for a long time. The tour mentioned it, but we have I at least no mention of it before the tour, and he quotes it as a Minag Nashim. Ravavadi Yosef, who printed in, under his imprimatur, they published a sitter, according to the Psakim of Ravavadi Yosef, for women, has this bracha without shame malchut. They say women who want to can make a bracha baruch sha'asani kirtzano, but not to say baruch ta'ashem lokinim olam. It's a bracha that somehow has no halachic basis. Other people have tried to change the bracha. Some wanted to say, Some wanted to leave out the bracha completely. Most of the suggestions that have been made were made by people who are not connected to the Orthodox community, Reform, Conservative, etc. But there were even some Orthodox rabbis who dealt with this bracha wanted to either amend the text, leave it out, or some wanted to at least suggest that in shul it should be said quietly, at least not to offend the women who would hear such a bracha in shul. The general accepted way is to make this bracha. I think that the modern literature 
has caused people to be a little uh, more sensitive to the issues of this bracha in general and the equality of men and women in general. As I pointed out in the name of Rav Salavechik last week, the Kedusha Yisrael of men and women are exactly the same. I personally do not approve of the interpretations that say that women are more spiritual than men. The bracha Asani Kirtsono somehow reflects the superiority of women. As my brother pointed out in the article that I quoted last week, the bracha are the brachas of self-identity. If really the women are making a bracha because they are superior, then really shouldn't man make a bracha? She lo asani and shouldn't a woman make a bracha shalom asani ish? She's lucky that she's a woman who's in a higher spiritual level. I always thought this were apologetics that didn't really think that women's superiority to men is on a spiritual automatically on a, women are automatically on a higher spiritual level than men. But nevertheless, it does show a problem with the bracha what people have been discussing for years and people will continue discussing and thinking about the problems of the bracha, the problems of equality between men and women in general. I'd like to continue by discussing some of the other brachos that we make in Birchos HaShachar. For example, the bracha She'asali Kaltzarki. It should be pointed out and it's fairly obvious that all the brachos are made in present tense. Later on, when we continue in Mirz Hashem and get up to the bracha of Ga'al Yisrael, we'll have to point out why that bracha is written in the past tense, whereas another bracha of Goel Yisrael is in the present tense. But generally, all the brachas are in present tense. Every day recreates the world. And certainly the Birchos HaShachar, the brachas that we make upon getting up in the morning, upon getting dressed, all those brachas are made in the present tense. Hanosein layoif koach. Ozer Yisrael b'gvura. Oter Yisrael b'tifara. Hamechin mitzadei gaver. So it's rather jarring to hear the bracha she'asa li kaltzarki. The Gemara, as I, we've discussed in the past, points out the appropriate time to make each bracha. And the bracha, She'asa li kaltzarki, refers specifically to shoes. When you put on your shoes in the morning, the bracha to make is She'asa li kaltzarki. And, of course, we would like to understand why does the bracha, She'asa li kaltzarki, refer specifically to shoes. I can somehow understand that the bracha is referring to a belt. A bracha of Oter Yisrael B'tifara is referring to um, a hat. But why Sha'asali Kaltzarki refer to shoes? So many people have given the explanation. that in the days of the Gemara, shoes was considered something rather important, and not everybody somehow 
could afford shoes, or for whatever reason, didn't put on shoes. So much so that the Gemara has to emphasize what a good idea it is to wear shoes. For example, the Gemara in Shabbos, Dav Kuf says a person should sell any possessions he has in order to buy shoes. Rashi explains it is disgraceful to walk outside barefoot. The idea of feeling that shoes reflect Kaltzarki might have another interpretation. People who do not wear shoes will have trouble going into the streets, going into the marketplace, going to their places of business. A person cannot do his needs when he's not wearing shoes. So when he says, he means he's fully clothed, he's fully now prepared to go out into the marketplace, to go to his place of business, and now he can do koltsarki. Now whatever he needs, he could do. He doesn't have a problem from that he can't leave his house. Now I'm complete. This might explain why the bracha was written in the past tense. As the process goes on, that a person puts on his shirt, puts on his trousers, puts on his belt, gets out of bed, all this is every time it's done step by step. When he puts on his shoes, ah, then he's complete. So now you're ending the process of getting dressed and you're ready to go to work. So you make the brach in the past tense, all these steps have been done, and now I'm ready to go to business, now I can go out, now I'm complete, I'm wearing shoes. Perhaps this would explain why this bracha is in the past tense rather than in the present tense, and why it refers to shoes called tzarki. Another bracha that I'd like to, well, I'd like to mention, of course, I think I mentioned it last year, but the Rambam, of course, said you don't make this bracha if you do not wear shoes. And the Rambam was of the opinion that all these brachas you do not make if you do not perform that particular function. Nevertheless, this bracha was specifically cited in the Maser Rav of the Vilna Gaon that he did not make this bracha on Yom Kippur, because we don't wear shoes. One may respectfully argue that we do wear shoes, but we don't wear leather shoes. Many people do not accept the opinion of the Balamar who said you can't wear any type of shoe. But we, somehow, the general custom is to wear any uh, type of foot covering, what we'll call a shoe, a sneaker, which doesn't have leather in it. And if that would be true, maybe we should make the bracha Sha'asali Kaltzarki even on Yom Kippur. Be that as it may, I want to point out that the bracha relates specifically to shoes, and that's why the Rambam Paskins and the Gaon followed this opinion that you don't make the bracha on Yom Kippur. Two more brachas that I'd like to mention are the comparison between the bracha Ozer Yisrael Bigvura and Andotain Layaif Koach. We make the bracha Ozer Yisrael Bigvura when a person puts on a belt. Ozer Yisrael Bigvura. Hanotain Layaif Koach is referring to the fact 
that a person has strength when he wakes up in the morning. His strength is renewed. He wakes up with more vigor, more energy than when he went to sleep. Why is it that we mention two different words, koach and gvura? Is there a difference between koach and gvura? And why is it that in connection to gvura, we mention Yisrael, but when we mention koach, we refer to Ya'ef, not just to Am Yisrael. Rav Soloveitchik wrote in one of his essays that are printed in the uh, in an English version in the book called The Rav Speaks, in the book that was originally printed in Yiddish, Field Roshes, translated to English as The Rav Speaks, or to Hebrew as Chamesh Drashot, how fear became Chamesh is an interesting point. But in, this, in one of those rushes, the Rav explained the difference between Koach and Gvura. Let's remember that the Mida of Yitzchak is Gvura. The Mida of Avram was Chesed. The Mida of Yaakov is Tiferes, Emes. And the Mida of Yitzchak was Gvura. Another time we'll have to discuss why Gvura really applies to Yitzchak more than to the other of us. But the Rav explained the difference in Koach and Gvura is the Koach is a physical phenomena. A person who is strong physically has Koach. When a person goes to sleep, he is tired, lacks energy, he worked the whole day, and he needs to be refreshed to have his strength renewed. When he wakes up in the morning, everybody who slept well during the night, wakes up with more strength, more energy, more vigor than when he went to sleep. This is a chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he gives us back our souls, our bodies, renewed with strength. And that would apply to everyone equally, to non-Jews as well as to Jews. However, gvura does not refer to physical strength. It rather return, refers to spiritual strength, which we, we could call heroic. A gibar is a hero, not necessarily physically strong. Of course, everybody will say, yes, that is simply what the Mishnah said. Ezo gibar, hakovesh is yitzro. Real gvura is to conquer your Yetzirah. That does not require any physical strength at all. It requires an act of heroism. And the Rav was very dramatic sometimes when he discussed the concept of heroism. He described a situation where a person is sorely tempted to do a, a terrible Avera. But the temptation at that time is extremely great what is required for the person to stop himself from doing the Avera, not Koach, but Gvura. During the ages, Am Yisrael was not known for its physical strength. Baruch Hashem, today in Medinat Yisrael, we can talk about the Koach of the army, we can talk about our own rights of self-defense. However, Throughout the history of Judaism, we were never known for Koach. 
But we were known for Gvura, for the power to resist, for the power to maintain our identity. That requires Gvura, not Kawach. Ozer Yisrael Bigvura. Noten Layaif Kawach. The Rav himself used to smilingly say there is one Pasuk that seems to contradict him. Then he would ask people what, what is the source and to see if people would automatically catch a phrase in Tanakh which is problematic. And the Rav would say, Lo does not desire the Gevura of Asus. Now according to the interpretation that we just said, Asus does never have Kawach. It never has Gevura. Asus would only have Kawach. A horse is not heroic. Human beings can discuss the concept of being heroes. But animals have physical strength. Why would you say, And the Rav used to answer that the Pasuk doesn't mean the Gvura of the Sus, it means the Gvura of the person riding the Sus. The person going into battle as a hero would ride on the Sus. And that's the Gibra we were talking about. But we were not talking about the Gvura of the Sus itself. The Sus has Koach and not Gvura. The bracha Ozeis Shabigvura, like the other brachas we've mentioned till now, except for the bracha of Shasani Kirtzanah, were all mentioned in the Gemara. As I said, the daily brachas of Birchas Hashachar in the Gemara in Brachas Tafsamech, and the three brachas that we talked about, the brachas of negative or the brachas of self identity, are mentioned in the Gemara in, in Menachas Mem Gimel. The bracha Hanosein Layoyev Koach is unusual in the fact that it's not mentioned at all in the Gemara. The tour pointed this out, and he just said there is one bracha that was added, not mentioned in the Gemara, of Hanosein Layoyev Koach, and he explains the bracha with a beautiful idea that's quoted in many sources. He says, that the bracha shelo hanotein ayef koach is referring to the, the idea that a Kaddish Baruch Hu takes the body, the soul of a person when he's tired, after a hard day of work, and he gives it to him, returns it to him in the morning. And he quotes the, the tour, quotes a Madrash in Shira Shirim, in Tirim, I'm sorry, on the Pasuk Chadashim Labakarim Rabbi Munatecha. Chadashim Labakarim means new every morning. Rabbi Munatecha, of course, that phrase we remember from the end of Modani, Rabbi Munatecha. The, the Madrash says, when you give a Picadon, when you give a Shomer, something to guard, a picadon. So very often, you'll get it back a little bit worn, even somehow spoiled. At best, you'll get it back the way you gave it. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes every day the soul of a person, the body of a person, which is tired, 
worn out. And he gives it back in the morning, fresh, reinvigorated. The tour did mention that this Gemara is not found, this pasa, this bracha is not mentioned in the Gemara, but he didn't say a word that it's problematic. However, the Beis Yosef mentions that there's a beautiful idea for saying this bracha, as the tour explained, but I still don't know how can a person say it? How can a person make up such a bracha? And I found in the, the Sefer Agur that saw that said many people really questioned making this bracha, and it's not quoted neither in the Rambam, nor in the Smak, nor in the Rakayach. So the Beis Yosef said, this seems to be the Psak, not to, break, not to make the bracha, a bracha that's not mentioned in the Gemara, should not be said at all. At best, if a person wants to make the bracha without saying Shemu Malchus, so, although that's not mentioned in the Beisoseh, perhaps it would be permissible. But it's certainly problematic to make the bracha with Shemu Malchus. Now, the custom of Kal Yisrael is to make this bracha. It's printed in all the Sidurim that I'm aware of. And somehow nobody has questioned it. People have tried to give explanations how we can make a bracha, or this particular bracha that's not mentioned in the Gemara. On one hand, we do know there are cases where people have raised the issue about making a specific bracha which was not mentioned in the Gemara. So, for example, the Sefer that I've been quoting a lot, that Slosa Davram, suggests that not every bracha that is omitted from the Gemara was not prevalent at the time of the Gemara. The Gemara did not mention every single bracha that was made. This bracha seems to have been a bracha that was accepted in all communities of Am Yisrael for many, many, many generations and doesn't seem to be problematic. When the Gemara discusses, or when the Halacha better, discusses making a bracha that's not mentioned in the Gemara, that's generally referring to a bracha that we do not have a tradition that was very old and accepted in many communities. For example, the bracha that we've mentioned today, Sha'asani Kirtsono, that bracha, the source of which is basically unknown. The Torah quoted as a minag nashim. Therefore, a person like Ravavad Yosef could raise the issue, which was, of course, uh, not just raised by him, but it's he quotes earlier sources for it that this bracha is problematic, a bracha not mentioned in the Gemara, and we have no tradition that it was a very early bracha, so therefore, it is problematic to make such a bracha, b'shem malchus. However, a bracha that, which is somehow in accordance with this medrash, seems to be a bracha that although it's not mentioned, might have been a very, very old bracha might have been accepted by Klai Yisrael, in which case the issue of not being mentioned in Gemara might not be a problem at all. As I mentioned, it seems to me, from my experience, that everybody makes this bracha. The Sidurim that I know of all have the bracha B'Shem Machus. Although I'm sure if I would study more carefully all Sidurim, I would probably find the issue raised in certain Sidurim. 
The last bracha of the order of brachas that we have is Hamavir Sheina Me'inai Utnamayafapai. Now, besides the fact that Anatein Le'af Koach is a uh, bracha not mentioned in Gemara, the idea of the bracha seems to be very similar to this bracha. Hanatein Le'af Koach was explained by the Tor on the fact that a person wakes up refreshed in the morning. This is what the bracha of Hamavir Sheina Me'inai Utnamayafapai Afapai seems to be. It seems to be that exact same bracha. So that would be another issue. Why do we have two different brachas seemingly about the same topic? However, we will discuss the, not that point, but the point of the long bracha here. And then immediately we say, or And we have this long bracha that continues until Agomer Chasidim Tavim Lama Yisrael. Tosfus already pointed out that the Vihi Ratzon should really be Vihi Ratzon and not Yehi Ratzon. And Tosfus pointed out that it, the Bracha Yehi Ratzon doesn't start with a Baruch. Even though normally whenever you start saying a Bracha you're supposed to say Baruch but this does not require a Baruch. Tosfus in Brachas Tosfus that begins with the words Kol HaBrachos Tosfus says Yiratzon Lemi Smucha Why does this Yiratzon not start with a Baruch? Why is it considered adjacent to another Bracha? V'omer Rabbeinu Tam Shehim in HaBracha Baruch HaTashem HaMever Shehem Einai V'etzarich Lomar V'yiratzon Tosfus says that this is one continuation It's one long Bracha and that's why the Poskim have said, when you hear in Shul, the Chazan, say, or anyone, make the bracha, you should not say Amen here. Because Amen would be said if it's the end of the bracha. But here it's the middle of the bracha. The bracha only ends, Many people are aware of this, because the night of Shavuos, when the uh, somebody who admits to having slept during the night makes the brachas for everybody else, they all mention not to say Amen after Numerafapai, but rather the person should say every word of the Yiratzon out loud, and not like we usually do in Shul. We just say the Brachas out loud, but the Yiratzon generally people say quietly. On Shavuos they tell the person to say each word out loud. After all, it's part of the Bracha, and you should say Amen only at the very end. But then Tosus continues with another question. The Bracha at the end, the chas, what we call the chasim of the bracha, always has to have a connection to the beginning of the bracha. Why is the bracha hamavir sheina me'inai utnumei concluded by saying hagomel chasadim tovim lamo yisrael? The first part of the bracha is referring to sleeping, and the second bracha is gomel chasadim tovim lamo yisrael. What does they have to do with the beginning of the bracha? And Tosfos answers that it really is a direct connection. And he said, because what is the bracha? A person who awakened HaKadosh Baruch Hu, took away my sleep, strengthened me that I feel stronger now. That is Gemiras Chesed. What is the Gemiras Chesed? That Hu takes away my sleep 
and renews my strength. And then he quotes that same medrash that was quoted in the tour. Chadashim labekarim, rabba When I wake up in the morning with my strength renewed, I thank HaKadosh Baruch So the bracha is me'ena chasima. The bracha is connected to the idea of Amavir Sheina, that's an act of Gemel Chasadim Tovim. I would like to ask a question and leave it to the listeners to ponder and think about a, an answer. And if anyone has any suggestions, I'd like to hear them. You can send it to the office of the yeshiva, to the email. But since we talked about the difference between Ozei Yisrael Bigvura as opposed to Noten Layayif Koach. And I said Noten Layayif Koach is more of a universal concept, whereas Ozei Yisrael Bigvura is a specific characteristic of the Jewish people. So the bracha, Ma'avir should be a universal bracha. Every single human being goes to sleep weak, tired, and assuming he has a good night's sleep, wakes up refreshed, and that's Gomel Chasadim Tovim. That's Ma'avir Sheina Me'inai. So why is the bracha Gomel Chasadim Tovim La'amo Yisrael? Why is the bracha only related to the Jewish people? We have a number of times that brachas are related to the Jewish people, and every time we do that, it really would be uh, an interesting exercise to try to figure out why that bracha refers specifically to Jews. For example, um, the bracha that a person makes when he leaves the bathroom is Rofei Chol Basar Umafli Lasot. Rofei Chol Basar is referring to general humanity. Whereas the bracha in Shmon Esrei of Rofei Cholei Amo Yisrael refers specifically to Jewish people. Every time we do this, we should really wonder what is specific about this bracha as opposed to a different bracha. Why is the bracha really Rofei Chobasar Umafilasot, but the bracha is Rofei Chole Amo Yisrael? And here specifically, the bracha is Gomel Chasadim Tovim Lamo Yisrael. Why shouldn't it be a bracha Gomel Chasadim Tovim to the entire human population?